0: Hello and welcome to the Busy Bays Podcast, where we provide valuable insight and advice on the marketing and other business type questions that auto repair shops encounter as they work towards achieving their goals. Now here's our hosts, Martin Morgan and Becca Hackley. This is the Busy Bays Podcast, a podcast that's all about being the ultimate marketing and business resource for auto repair shop owners. Martin and I are going to go beyond SEO and talk about the three-step process that consumers use to find and contact a local service business online.
1: That's right, Becca, and good morning. And Hello. Welcome to all of you who probably aren't listening to this in the morning, but maybe you are, but we're happy to have you here with us listening to the, <laughs> the Busy Base podcast. Becca did a really nice synopsis there of what, what we will be doing talking about today. And when you think about your online presence, a lot of times that just means website. And you think about website, many of you have probably heard of SEO or search engine optimization, and what that does and how important it is. And it absolutely is is very important. But what we want to do today is build on that with a couple of things that you might not be thinking about, or maybe you haven't had a discussion with your provider or, or somebody else where it's relevant, so that, so that you can really consider how you may change things or if you're doing well in certain areas. And it's all based on the actions that somebody who could be your customer takes to find you and to choose you online.
0: The big thing is, as you said, choosing, right? So for somebody who is looking for a service, I'm going to naturally go on my phone or go on my computer, hop on and search for it online, whether I'm looking for auto repair, something to do with my tires or oil change, you know, I'm going to go online because that's what people do nowadays, right?
1: (laughs) Of course, it's what they do. (laughs) You do it. I do it. Most everybody does it. And we're looking for local services. And we go online and we conduct a search where we might plug in auto repair or um, brake replacement or something like that. Those specific to auto repair, of, of course. And and this is where that big gorilla comes in of SEO and the importance of that, because really the big focus of SEO is getting you found in those search engine results and making sure that you show up as high as possible and and giving you the opportunity really to be found and then to have people select you. So. When you think of search engine optimization, the big key for that is is getting you placed as high as possible in the search engine results, in the Google results. And, of course, you need that because if you don't have that, you're not even going to get a chance to have somebody pick you.
0: So what about a shop owner who is just starting up their business? Does the longevity of their website affect organic search results at all?
1: so longevity of the website the domain specifically which is you know www.whatever.com the longevity of that how long it's been in play can affect search results but there are hundreds likely we don't know only a, a few select people we believe at google know how the algorithm uh, factors in all these different things but that is that is one that is is factored in but it's not just a number like an age necessarily. There are some other factors that go into that as well. Things that, that try to factor in credibility and quality, um, but it does have an impact. So, And that's to say that if somebody was to start, they started a website because they started their business two weeks ago and they throw it out tomorrow. Well, you know, the next day, they're not going to show up at the top of the search engine results page because all of these other websites have been okay. building their, Uh, their their score, if you want to say, or they've been doing so many other things over time. Uh, So that that domain, the, the length of time it's been in play, does matter. But over a certain period of time, and that can be as soon as three months, but more often it's six to 12, you hope that you've had enough things happen that you will be able to overcome the fact that your domain is newer than many of the other ones that are out there that you're competing.
0: And that makes sense. So once, thanks to SEO, I mean, really, of the quality of the content that you're putting on your website, once a customer searches for something related to auto repair and finds finds the business in the organic search results, what is going to be the next best way a shop can ensure that they're going to be the one that the customer chooses?
1: Right. So now we've we've got we've got the found. You're there. You've you've earned an opportunity potentially. The biggest thing now is you want to be sure that they click on your listing on the link that's there. And when you think about that, it is uh, it is your page title, your page description, sometimes called meta description. So, so those are the, the next big things because you're there, right? But you're next to other shops and you want to make sure that that page title answers to some extent the search that somebody just connect or conducted what are they specifically looking for and so you think about that as as a headline and then you also think of like the description is more like the selling language almost like an advertisement if you think about it that way
0: okay so when you're talking about these page titles or the page descriptions that you're seeing on the search results page where are they exactly located like can you just dig a little bit deeper into that
1: absolutely and and you think about organic search which you know these pages are a lot longer than they used to be just because of all the things that google has added onto the search engine results page but underneath the map underneath those listings that appear right there which is called the local pack. if you've listened to our our podcast before You've, you've probably heard local pack reference a billion times. Um, and then we've got organic search results under there. And, and that, that page title is that line that is at least on Google, I think it's blue. It, it almost looks purplish, but it, I think it's blue. Meant I to wanna be say blue. it's blue. Yeah. yeah, right? So you're thinking it's blue, I'm thinking it's blue. We'll go with blue. <laughs> but in big letters, it's almost bold and, and it says, You know, it it says like the big headline. And then the page description is the text that appears right underneath that.
0: Which is usually like kind of like a lighter gray, right? Just kind of gives the, like you said, kind of like an advertisement. Okay.
1: Yes. And that is true. That that, uh, another, it's usually a couple of lines, maybe can be up to three, but there are usually limits of how many uh, characters that Google will show there. And then the important thing too, is that while Google will say that page descriptions or meta descriptions aren't a factor in search, when you search for specific things, you will see that in that description, those keywords, the things that you plugged into your search bar are are bolded. So they're highlighted, they're in bold. So that, that shows you, okay, this is what I was searching for. Obviously, this is relevant to my search.
0: Well, that I guess that kind of helps answer the question of what a good page title or description looks or sounds like just in terms of being relevant to the searcher, but do you have any very specific examples that we could provide?
1: Definitely. You think of any page on your website and you want to be sure that all of the pages have individual page titles and descriptions. You want to make sure that that page title includes what we might call a keyword, but let's say it's a keyword because that's most likely what somebody is searching for, you know, the, the content of that of that page. So you wanna be sure that that's in there. And then again, that's your headline, right? So if you know somebody is, if your break repair page is gonna be found, you know somebody is most likely searching for break repair or something related to that. You wanna make sure that is right there in your headline. And then in that text below, in that description, again, you know, headline and then selling language, You know, tell them tell them why. They should click on your listing, tell them why they should click on your page. So talking about how just roughly, let's say you're the best brake repair shop in your location and make sure to include that location and and likely a zip code, maybe. um, But include those things in there because they're that's what's going to be really relevant to the to those people.
0: So with page titles and page descriptions being basically the whole step two of what we're talking about in our step three process, this is gonna have, let's so now let's cover this. Your customer has found you on the search results page and now hopefully they're choosing you because you had great page descriptions, page titles to get them, to get onto your website. So now the customer is on your website. So how can a shop quickly let that person know that they've landed right where they need to be and kind of what their next step is going to be.
1: And when you think about it, and, and you did a good job of, of presenting it there, Becca, if, if you've participated in sales training, if you've if you've read uh, some stuff on marketing or read stuff on sales, uh, either or, you, you may have come across the concept. You might totally use the concept of, of really getting people to say yes in small steps, so in, instead of asking for one huge yes, you break it up into small steps and you get you get the customer to continue saying yes. You make it the first few questions easy. So you know, they've bought into little pieces here. And along these
0: small commitments, essentially, yes, right?
1: Yeah, great, exactly. And along the way, they've made small commitments. They they've searched, they found your listing, they clicked. They get to your website and what you wanna do is you wanna make it very easy for them to see that you are credible, that you offer quality auto repair, that that you would be a good choice for them. And then most importantly, you've gotta give them calls to action and tell them exactly what you want them to do. So there's a great book about web design called Don't Make Me Think, and I don't know how old it is, but it's, it's not brand new. And it basically just says, you know, when you bring people into your website, don't make it hard for them to know what to do, right? So if you get somebody there, let them know what you want them to do. If you want them to schedule an appointment, make sure you've got like a big button that says schedule an appointment. If you want them to give you a call, make sure you've got something there that has your phone number big and bright so they know exactly uh, how to reach you. And then ask them, call us at X or tell them, and especially when it's mobile, Make it easy for them with a click to call. All of those things, you know, you've got them there. Now you want to consider, and it's and it's called conversion rate optimization. You want to get them to convert and as quickly as possible. And by to do that, you make it easy for them by putting that stuff in obvious places where they can find it and they can take action quickly.
0: The amount of times that I, that I have been on people's websites where I don't know where their phone number is, I don't know how to make an appointment, I don't even know where they're located drives me nuts. Because then I, I, well, I just, I leave because it's wasting my time. It's not easy. So hitting that easy, convenient thing on the head is so important. But when it, so when it comes to those call to actions, those CTAs, I know for a fact that they can run in a whole bunch of different forms, whether that's Buttons, images, pop-up things. I mean, you said uh, an appointment button type of thing. Do you like one over the other or is it just preference-wise?
1: I think it, it, it depends in part on what else you have going on on your website. So certainly when it comes to mobile, it's the click the call. Look, somebody is on their mobile phone. Make it as easy as possible for them to call you offer up a, a quick and easy click to call. All they've got to do is tap the screen and, and you're getting a call. And that's the way you want, it. unless for some reason you don't want calls. Maybe you're just absolutely slammed. Maybe you like to work on specific things. So in those cases, you want them to, to fill out that form for an appointment online on their mobile phone. But in most cases, in almost all cases, you're going to want to make it easy for click to so for mobile that that would be the the number one choice for sure uh, when it comes to your your desktop site uh, they, they at least most often aren't going to be able to click the call because they're they're not going to call you from a laptop or their desktop whatever it might be uh, but you want them to buttons are always good you know, there's there's a lot of uh, thinking on what colors to use and and all of that and in it it changes and varies and you know, use green because it's go, and don't use red because it means stop. But I, I think we're to the point now where people are just used to buttons. So you know, use use ones that are likely going to look good on your on your site. Um, but if you have the ability, you know, testing isn't a bad idea. But I, I think buttons are good. But you also want to have a mix. You want to have a mix. People are likely to put buttons, but they also might read the text, and and that's gonna yeah that could lead them to to clicking on a link that takes them to that contact page as well
0: well that's there's a lot to take in i mean but with the I, one last thing about ctas i think too martin i i guess it's a question is there ever too many on one page like let's say i go to a home page of a shop and there is a button at the top for calling and to make an appointment and then i scroll down halfway through and there is another cta asking me to request more information. is. Do you think that there's a right or wrong answer with how many you have on a page?
1: To in the a degree? Case you mentioned, <laughs> so in the case you mentioned there, Becca, oh, that's totally fine. And in fact, you would almost think you wouldn't want to be able to scroll to a place where there was no call to action on the screen. So that could be dangerous, me saying that, because different people have different resolutions on the screen, right? So that could be a, a little uh, obnoxious. So, so be careful about that. But you, you do want a good number when it comes to calls to action. And we, we I think we all know when we see a site that probably has too many calls to action, and It probably also makes our eyeballs want to pop out of our head just because it just looks totally (laughs) crazy. yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, So you do want to be careful because you don't want to be ridiculously salesy because this is what you're doing. You think about this as a sales conversation that's happening on your website. And you think about your preferences and how often you might want to be sold or asked to buy. So you do want to be, a little bit careful from that standpoint, but I think if you're breaking it down into sections, I think it would, in most cases, it's gonna be totally fine for you to have something like a call to action in every section.
0: So in terms of breaking this down into different sections, there was a lot that we went over today, just a lot to unpack in those three steps. So I'm gonna do my best to do a recap. Martin, you just fill in the blanks where I missed something, all right? You got it. Okay, so step one, we start with the SEO. You know, people are going to Google, they're searching. The big thing is you need to be found with that quality content that you have on your website. Step two brings us to whether or not they're actually clicking on your website or the click through optimization that we talked about that has a lot to do with those page descriptions, meta tags, whatever you'll want to call them. They need to be relevant to the searcher. And then finally, step three was the CTA or the call to action. How quickly can you get them to take an action to give you a call to make that appointment? That's where we're at. Did I do it?
1: I think that was pretty good, Becca. I think it was definitely pretty good. And, and I just want to bring attention again to that step two, because that is so it is often overlooked, which is the, the page title and the page description. It is not considered enough. Uh, by lots of website providers, you know professional website providers, but it's really important So you want to make sure that that you're giving every you're giving every potential customer Everything they need right there to sell them on on clicking on that link to your website And, and you don't want to miss that step because you, you can miss a lot of opportunities and as a you know, final words those are really final words uh, we thank you for for listening to the podcast. Hope that you took some good, valuable information. We tried to keep this one a little bit shorter, maybe, and really power packed, because we wanted to focus on those those three things. Uh, we hope again you found it it helpful. And please subscribe to the podcast. You can get it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can access. Uh, the, the Busy Bays podcast and, and let us know if we can be of help or you have content ideas because that's what we're here for. We're here to help uh, shop owners, uh, others involved in, in auto repair shops with those challenges that, that they're facing. Uh, hopefully on a on a every episode basis, we're, we're giving some, some good tips to help you. So thank you again for listening.
0: Thank you for listening to the Busy Bays podcast. If you want more information about this, please visit MyRSW.com and go to our resource center. We plan on hosting a podcast each month, so subscribe so you don't miss out. Also, just have one last favor to ask of you. It would mean a lot to us if you would share this with your friends or another shop. Our goal is to help auto repair shops succeed so you can help us achieve this goal by just telling someone else about the show. Thanks again. Have a great day.